All right, everybody, welcome back in. It is the Robin Stew Show. It is Preakness Week. It is, I don't, I don't even know. Uh, Preakness is going to be pretty pathetic this year. Roberto, it's it's, it's Black Eyed Susan Week. It's, get it right. It's Black sure. Eyed Susan. Black Eyed Susan Week. Uh, we're going to get after it here on the Paul Sports Network. Remember, like, subscribe, like, su- subscribe. We're there on the YouTube's. Check us out. Give us a view uh, and rate the podcast. Uh, wherever you're listening to this, Spotify, iTunes, help out the pirate ship as we keep sailing along. Today, we're going over the late pick four for Saturday on Preakness Day. Nobody better to do it than uh, Billy Donovan's uh, older, uglier brother and noted Tom Durkin hater, Craig Mokowski. Craig, how are you? I ran Billy Donovan out of town. Uh, we we got. Yeah, you're trying to run. Me. You're trying to run Tom out of town too. This is just. So it's I, tough. Tom Durkin is the best announcer we've ever had. But I, I also uh, I, I'm tired of hearing Hubie Brown on the NBA. Man, let's give some other people a chance. Get some All fresh right. faces. Absolutely. You certainly you're certainly not going to get a Beamy Award this year, buddy. Uh, no, that's just... uh, what else is new. Yeah, I mean, just things you hate to see. Uh, Roberto, I'll let you lead off because um, once again, um, you you just bury me. You know, I'm going to be given hand release on the turnpike if I keep listening to your your picks. I you know, mean, the horses you give me. You are you are such a mama loop. Let me tell you something. This guy calls me Saturday. I haven't looked at the racing form. What do you like? I give him the winner, the winner in the Peter Pan. Okay, then I give him a dud at mom if I got a tip on. What, what do you think he does? He just berates me on text messages. He's, he's a family party. About he, the, the first tip he ever gave me one that was two years ago. He's and given me fifty-seven tips since, not a single one. But you know what? The first one I don't bet is going to hit. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's it's your money that's causing the problem. Yeah, that that I'm sure that's it. Not not the I don't even know who you get these tips from. I mean, it must be just some I, I got my sources. I listen, I have my sources. I'll pretend. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> we're gonna open up the pick four here at Pimico Saturday in the dinner party. Grade three going a mile and an eighth on the turf. Um Atone's gonna be the favorite in here. He's the nine to nine to five morning line favorite. You know, kind of threw in the clunker at fairgrounds. I, I could throw that one out. Um, he, he's going to be tough to beat in here for Maker. I mean, Maker rules the races in these long, these long turf stakes. I mean, the guy is just—he's pretty hard to beat going long on the grass. The motions, the both of those horses—I should say three of those horses—seem a little live. The horse I really like on the outside is uh, Emmanuel. Uh, I was on this horse when he broke his maiden at Golfstream. I understand he was the favor that day. I've always been kind of a fan of the horse. Um, I think his sheet numbers really play in this kind of race. Uh, I thought last time cutting back in in the maker's mark, I just thought he was off his game that day, slow start, just didn't think things went right. Um, I like Irad getting aboard. I really like this horse in this spot at 7-2. to two. I, I think you're going to get around maybe 5-2, to two, you know, maybe even three to one, but uh, Emmanuel for me in the uh, dinner party. Apparently, apparently, late pick four means pick six. Okay, yeah, uh, you guys. I was like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah, I'm, I, <laughs> I, 
Oh, we're but starting I on was race just 10. What through. am I doing? I got the wrong race up. Jeez. Well, we like Emmanuel. Craig, do you have any thoughts yeah. in that race? I didn't even – that race is <laughs> so tough to me. I haven't even looked at that race yet, but since uh, Rob decided to handicap the wrong one, I'm going to do it <laughs> Jay Trotter and just line out his selections, and that's where I'll start. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm the Robin Two show for you. I got the wrong race up. Yeah, uh, we know you like Emmanuel. That's great. Listen to Craig's analysis later in the week somewhere. Uh, let, let, I'll let you start off with race ten. That's race ten, the late pick four. I just wanted to let you go. That's free content, folks. <laughs> Craig, go ahead. That's a bargain right there. Yeah, That's right. if he gave yes. out, if he gave out a winner, it's a bargain. <laughs> Uh, otherwise it's just a waste of time but it happens to the best of us rob i've Absolutely. done the same thing we <laughs> we've started the show with david and we were doing the late pick five somewhere and he starts talking and i'm like start scratching my head what the heck is he talking about <laughs> but improvise on the fly that's right that's right so the five furlong race uh which is name i forget jim mckay how could i forget i actually met jim mckay at the kentucky derby one time Wow. Okay. Yeah, he's a legend in Maryland. Started the Maryland Million. Uh, good dude. Sad he's not around, but he was a big horse racing guy. But um, yeah, this race is interesting. Timeform US, we we think the pace is going to be really fast, which is no surprise for a five furlong turf sprint. Uh, what I see is a couple of the, the two morning line favorites are both basically uh, horses that like the lead, do their best running on the read, lead, and nothing better. And Artemis City Limits. Uh, I'm going to try to beat those two because of the pace. Uh, I Artemis City Limits seems a little bit off form since his good form last year. Uh, I think nothing better is going to face a lot of pressure. So the two horses I like are horses going to come from a little bit off the pace. Uh, the five Smoking Jay and the ten Coppola. I'm all over Coppola. I think this one I, I may single in some pick fours and play around with that. I think this this pace setup is in the post position. Romans has got this one ever since he got it from Carlos Martin, just humming along. I thought the uh, allowance at Churchill on May second was impressive. My only kind of my only reservation is this sort horse always seems to find trouble at the beginning. Um, that I'm hoping an outside post uh, there's not much trouble to be gleaned there, but I'm going ten primarily, Roberto. Uh, I'm actually a fan of a huge price in here. I really like Uncle Ernie for John Servies. Um, I thought the race at Parks last out was really good going seven furlongs. I like him cutting back. Um, the turf, I under, I know he had one race in the turf monster at Parks, but he went off the favorite that day. I, I didn't think he got the cleanest trip in there. That, that was a classic Rosario ride, in my opinion. Um, just got off bad that day, and, you know, things just didn't work out, but I really like this horse's numbers. Um, I think Paco is perfect at going five and a half on the grass. You know, Paco, he likes to get in there and fight. Um, like you said, there is a lot of speed, though, in this race. But, you know, I don't mind having the speed in the five for a long turf race. Um, I like this horse's numbers. I think he fits at a big price. Yeah, I've got no issue with him. I, I would put a line through that turf race. It was at Parks. That's kind of a goofy turf course sometimes. Uh, they don't well, run on it a whole yeah. lot. Yeah, it's a, you never really know what you're going to get. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. But, yeah, nothing wrong with getting him a chance. His dirt number certainly fit. Well, for a horse that 
has no turf pedigree whatsoever. Worth the shot, I guess. Uh, let's head to the Maryland Sprint six furlongs on the brown stuff. I this is very straightforward with me. Straight, no chaser. The way I like my drinks, and I think this one is just clearly better than the rest. Um, I am a little concerned about Oakland. Oakland usually plays towards that speed, but this one is just so much has a class edge to me, has a speed figure edge. I think should be able to get out onto the lead pretty easily and kind of coast. I'm just leaning with the eight here. Uh, Roberto, um, do you have a 45 to one shot in here that's only been on the turf ever? Your thoughts? (laughs) No, I don't. But, you know, all the speed in this race, to me, most of it is on the outside. Um, I, I tell you, you know, like straight, no chaser. The only problem I have with straight, no chaser. I, I think when he gets looked in the eye, he's a different horse. I, I think when he gets off on a lead, he can kind of get brave speed horses. You know, some of them could tend to be like that. They'll get a little brave when they're not looked in the eye, uh, for him. I think he's going to get challenged in here. Um, I, I just don't think this horse has ever stepped up, you know, as far as stepped up in a bigger race, I understand this isn't no, uh, you know, this is no, uh, you know, Breeders' Cup race or anything like that. His race last out at Oakland was impressive, but I thought he got an easy lead, you know, and, and just and just coasted that day at Oakland. I think this would be a little bit of a tougher spot. He's shipping out, you know, from Santa Anita to Baltimore. That's a long ship. Um, to me, it almost kind of feels like a forced entry. Like, I don't know, I think they're kind of forcing. Why would you ship this horse to me across the country for a $100,000 stakes race? I don't know. Something just doesn't, I don't know. I, I don't like the whole thing of it. Um, from the outside, listen, if you don't follow the Maryland circuit, Brittany Russell is one of the best trainers on the Maryland circuit. I mean, her horses are always live. So to the outside, you know, you have to give, um, <clears throat> wonder where, how do you say that? Wonder, wonder where, where Craig, Craig is. Wonder where He's Craig right is. here. Yeah. <laughs> we got him on we, the show. We know but... who Craig's betting. Yeah, he's going to be, listen, from the outside, you know, he's going to be right there with the speed. Um, Hello Hot Red is another one she has that'll be in the mix. To me, it really sets up perfect for Nakatomi. I I think his numbers are the best in here. I really like the cutback from seven to six. Um, Gafflione, you know, Wesley Ward, I understand, you know, older horses really aren't his forte. I know he's only four years old. Well, let's be honest, Wesley Ward, once they're after two, usually – they're not really around, so if they are with him, they're usually pretty decent horses. I think this whole race sets up perfect for Nakatomi. Well, I'm going to have to disagree with both of you guys in this one, but it's not with the, the Craig horse, because I agree. I think he's faster. I think he's a better horse than straight no chaser. I think he's going to give that one a lot of issues. The problem I have with Wonder where, where Craig is, and it's – Not that he's not the best horse. He has the best figures. He's the fastest horse early, in my opinion. I hate that he's coming back uh, off a very tough race off a long layoff. Uh, For me, I'm not a big bounce guy. I've never been been one that just assumes horses are going to bounce off big efforts. But when they do, this is the the recipe for it. A a fairly quick return. Uh, He raced just over a month ago at Laurel, and that race – 
I think it had to take something out of him. He basically dueled the entire way around the track, fought all the way to the wire. He was wide around the turn. Um, you know, it was just a tough trip all around. So I'm looking to beat him. I'm actually going with one of the horses you mentioned, uh, Hello Hot Rod. Uh, he has speed, but he doesn't have sprint speed. I think he's more of a sprint um mid-pack horse when he cuts back into a sprint i think he's going to get a decent setup because i think there's some other speed in here too uh the one full authority could show some speed from the rail al loves josie has shown a lot of speed in some of his races so i'm looking for a come from behind horse and for me it's hello hot rod i've got no problem with nakatomi i mean he could win he's a closer in a race that could get hot up front he just always gets over bet and rarely gets the job done. So it, it I assume he's going to get bet heavy again. He's five to two on the morning line, morning line favorite. And that's just not for me in a race. I think is pretty open. I'll be key. And now loves Josie and, uh, and my try for this race. David, Second. David Aragona loved him in the video we did today. Oh, and name dropper. Good for you. Good for you. Like David's real special. I know David's your guy, uh, but uh, David gave me... He said me, he's a smart guy. He's a smart guy. Why don't you listen? Da David gave me uh, a high five and a thumbs up on uh, a tweet I made a, a week or two ago. So in your face. Uh, Three-year-old stakes race, race 12. The James W. Murphy. Um, I will lead off with Roberto doing his best Nick Castellanos impression. Go ahead. Ugh, this brutal, listen for brutal season for my boys. I, so I said Castellanos for a reason. Yeah, listen. Well, yeah, he's actually <laughs> off to a great start. It's uh, Trey Turner stealing three hundred million dollars. Is the guy we have to have the conversation about? I mean, he's been atrocious. Um, he's no, he's no Jorge but, Mateo. Wait, is this Phillies talk? Because if it is, I'm going to bow out for a little bit. <laughs> no, I, I worked in a Mateo comment. You did. You did. Yeah. I'll give you credit there. Come on, you got to feel bad for the Phillies. We are a poverty organization. But I, uh, I, I don't feel bad, Craig. You? <laughs> no, you're in the World Series last year. What more do you want? Yeah, that's true. That's true. But that, that ended terribly. Um, the James W. Murphy, uh, shocking. I like a price in here. I really like a Western yarn. Uh, love his numbers coming into the race, like his speed. Um, you know, Delacour, to me, is one of the best turf trainers in America. Um, he usually bases his horses at Fair Hills. He always races Laurel. He always races around the Mid-Atlantic. Um, I think a guy like him, you know, I, I think he might prep for a race like this. I love horses coming off the Tampa turf. I think they ship out very well. I think even the bigger guys, the Chads, you know, even Shug, even Clement once in a while, they keep their better turf horses sometimes racing. You know, even the Maidens more than the stakes horses, obviously, at Tampa. They love that. They love that turf. I like horses shipping out off of that grass. Um, I like this horse at 10 to 1. I'm I, I, good for you, Rob. I, I'm going 1, 5, and 9. Um, I think the only case to be made, the five, if you dig into that pedigree at eight to one, and I, I hope you get somewhere close to eight to one, the pedigree on this one, I mean, the entire, all the siblings, turf winners, left and right, Dan was a turfer, mother was a turfer, it's mother's mother was a turfer, I love the five, I'm going to be using it 
fantastic again. And uh, Nagarok, uh, I think, are logical. Your horse, Rob, will still be running come Tuesday afternoon. Greg, your thoughts? Uh, well, I'm going with Rob's horse in here. He comes out of a really fast race in Tampa. We already saw Mo Stash come back to win a stakes race at Keeneland in his next start. Uh, Western Yarn wasn't too far behind him. And, uh, you know, I just think he's a good horse. I, I have a little concern about the pace. Uh, he's a horse who's been setting it, but I don't think he necessarily has to be on the front end. I think he could sit off fantastic again. And it's just hard for me to pass up a horse that has my best number when he's 10 to 1 on the morning line. If that Take horse that. wins this race, I'll buy you both, Devin. Straight, honestly, <laughs> I will buy you both, Devin. There's no chance in hell that horse. No McDonald's now. We we got to at least be talking Chick-fil-A. Oh, no, no. I'll get get Rob, uh, Roy Rogers, and uh, we'll have Bucky's uh, or whatever they have out there uh, delivered to you, Craig. Bucky's? They still have Roy Rogers? Is that still a thing? Oh, in Jersey it is. In Jersey it is. There's still two of them. (laughs) And they're both on the turnpike, and uh, you can catch Rob there after a tough weekend in AC. (laughs) Um, let's get to the, the grand finale, the Preakness, uh, for the love of Christ, I hope first mission doesn't scratch out. I have a future wager on him. Um, if he does, I'll just, I'll, I'll send like a death threat to PTF or something. What was your reason for the future bet? What did you see out of that? He was 10 to one, right? Okay. And I was like, and even the morning of the Derby, he was nine to one. And I said, okay, he's been pointed for the Derby or for the Preakness. Mm-hmm. He, I thought his Lexington was very impressive. I thought the mayor ground, the fairgrounds uh, maiden breaker was impressive. Cox just saving him for the Preakness. That's a huge advantage. And I Forte was already kind of it was kind of put out there that Forte was probably not going to run in the Preakness um, at nine to one. And a lot of people were with me. Nine to one went to six to one. Right. So. I, I, I mean, people you, were me, with me on it. To me, I, I hate this horse. OK, I didn't think the Lexington was that impressive. The field was terrible. OK, he wasn't good enough to race in the bluegrass. Let me tell you something. The bluegrass stunk. That race didn't come up with anybody. Tappet Trice was awful. Verifying was terrible. This horse was in the lesser of those two stakes. He runs slower numbers to me. I tell you, I hope he's in this race so he takes money away from Madge and and Blazing Sevens. I I really do because I I just don't understand. To me, this is a sucker bet type of horse. I I thought he was done in that Lexington, and all of a sudden. So, so you just got car. done saying the bluegrass is absolute dog shit, and you're telling me Blazing Sevens, who got fucking pummeled well, by two exact horses, well, well, just listen. said he finished third in there. He finished third in there. He had an outside trip, wasn't terrible. It's was really his first start of the year for November. Okay, because the Florida Dirt, the Fountain of Youth, something obviously went wrong. It got B30 lengths. The only thing I really like about Chad Brown the last couple of years, cloud computing, last year early Don't voting. compare this horse to cloud computing. Well, I'm just saying, Let's stop that right now. Computing. I mean, come on. Cloud computing was no great at me. You know, he was okay. He won that race, but. Um, Craig, help. Can we get him an adult? <laughs> 
he's okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's okay. I actually pick first mission in here. I don't know if he's going to run. I've seen the rumors like you guys, but he was pointed to this race all along. Brad Cox has like a hundred three-year-olds that look like they could have run in the classic. A lot of them have fallen by the wayside. I, I disagree a little about the Lexington. We saw Disarm come back. He ran a pretty big race in the Derby. What he finished fourth, I think it was. Arabian uh, Lions going to win by forty-seven Arabian Lions in the in the fourth. Yeah, Arabian Lions a good horse. We'll see what he does. Is he running that Pimlico earlier? If you take a look at I race so, four yeah. Yeah, on yeah. Timeform US, it's one of those rare ones where you see a horse at one end of the pace projector and you see the rest of them at the other end. <laughs> By the way, yeah, Secretariat. What are your thoughts? On, what, what, Craig, what are, what are your thoughts on Match? Do you think he's just, you know, impossible to beat? Do you think he wrong? I mean, obviously you like first mission in this race, but do you think he can put in the type of effort where he runs off and wins by six or seven or – He's one of these gritty type horses. He's only going to, you know, a length or two at best. Yeah, I think Mage is clearly the horse to beat. I, I think he's probably 40, 45% to win this race at least. The problem is he's going to be three to five, in my opinion, maybe four to five if you're lucky. Um, people are always buying the souvenirs, even at the Preakness, just in case this, this horse were to go on and have There'll a shot. There's a lot at the of hats out there and, for sale. Yeah, he's just, I mean, he's not going to surprise me. I'm just never the kind of guy that's going to be uh, excited to bet a horse who's going to be odds on favorite. I'm not going to go crazy. If first mission winds up being the second choice at two to one, I'm just going to watch a race as a fan. It's it's not a great betting race. I mean, let's be honest. Favorite's probably going to win. The second choice maybe is probably the second most likely winner if he shows up. The one horse I really don't get, and I've seen a lot of buzz on, is National Treasure, the the Bob Baffert horse. I just don't know if he's that good. Everybody assumes he's going to go to the lead because he's putting blinkers on. Well, he's already had blinkers. He's taken them off. He put them on. He took them off. Now he's putting them on again. I just don't think this horse is that good. I'm not saying he can't make the lead because that's probably the intent. He's going to gun out of there from the inside. I just... I have a feeling he may wind up the second choice, and that's why I went with first mission. I I agree with you. He kind of just seems to me a horse maybe peaked a little bit at two. I don't really think he's come back strong this season. Um, I thought he was really disappointing in the sham stakes, and then in the Santa Anita Derby, I don't know. I mean, to me, it was just a meant race. I mean, they're going to put the blinkers on. You know, maybe he was pointing towards this, but – I, I if agree. First with mission, if first mission is out, though, I think National Treasure, just from a pace perspective, he's going to clear. He's going to clear and take the lead. I don't know. Coffee with Chris pretty quick, and those Maryland yeah. take the lead to Preakness. That's right. I mean, if you look at the. I don't know. I, I just I mean, think, I, with I Chris think National has Treasure. Sprint speed. Even if even if he sits off and lets the four go, I mean he's gonna be right there. Um, and I, yeah, Mage wins. Yeah, uh, we'll tune in. Um, it's thank God Tom Durkin's not doing the announcing. Am I right, Craig? Oh yeah, it's uh, Tom Durkin. I'll tell you. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they can get Hubie Brown. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna it's, we're gonna try and. 
trying it's to see if be we really can... interesting Saturday because you know Javier now you're now you're the favorite. There's a lot of pressure. I I, I think Madge is going to be really close to the space. I think he could be sitting right in behind Coffee with Chris and National Treasure. I I think he's going to have him up there. I, I you know. To me, when when you think you're the much to best like that, put him right near to speed and you know let him run his race. I, I don't know. I don't think you're going to yeah. see him too far back in this race. Now, the problem is he doesn't always get out of the gate great. great. But true. in this race, I don't know if it's going to matter a whole lot. Uh, just so you know, I've actually asked the owner. It is Mage. Yeah. Uh, I, I, don't I know was going to bring it up at the end of the show, Craig. Uh, I only say that because I assume maybe it would have been Madge because he's by the uh, good magic. Uh, is the sire, but Absolutely. I ask it's mage for sure. Um, yeah, you hate to see gotta it. Keep it you Philly guys straight. I know Philly guys do what they want. But. Yeah, that's but, true. Yeah. Doesn't um doesn't Victor Martinez own a piece of this horse or something? No, they had that other one that won the Tampa Bay Derby. Maybe. Oh, uh, no, no. I, th- I thought he had another one this year. No. Well, Gustavo. I, I, We'll look into it. Uh, next week, will Rob uh, pronounce horses' names correctly? We'll see. We'll find out. It'll be very exciting. We'll we'll talk about how much money we didn't bet on Saturday. Craig, thank you as always for joining us. Always a, a good friend to us. I know you're going to be busy. Check out the Timeform US DRF Pacecast. Um, that's already out. Uh, listen to some smarter people than us, DRF, YouTube. You're going to be out there with uh, David Aragona giving giving folks the business, letting folks know. You gave out you gave out some nice intel, and I will say you did best, uh, David. I thought in terms of Kentucky Derby Day, take that what for what you will. Don't tell David I said that, but we'll be back next week. We got Rob's been itching to do a NFL future show and he will be picking week one lines. Uh, I can't really stop him. It's just a passion project. He really wants to take. So <laughs> next week we break down week one of the NFL that starts in four months until then. Uh, be careful. If you're in a car with John Morantz, uh, take care of brush your hair and we will see you next week.